0: Welcome, everyone, to the Still Study Podcast here on this lovely Saturday, April 2nd, 2022, 26 days away from the first round of the NFL Draft on April 28th, episode number 41 of the podcast. Can you believe it? We are coming up on the first birthday of the Still Study, and I'm very excited to share in that celebration With all of you. On today's show, we are going to recap the week in Steelers news and really not much going on this week. Things have kind of slowed down to a lull after that explosion of activity in free agency in the first few days. So I will recap everything that you need to know, and it's not much. We're going to talk about Art Rooney's comments about the competition between Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph and why that comment is important and what it means for the upcoming season and what it means for the NFL Draft. And then we're also going to take a look at Mike Tomlin, his coaching career. He's going to be entering year 16, and I'm going to ask the question, how much longer will he serve as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So we're going to get into all of that and probably more on today's episode. But as I always start the show, whether it's the Still Study podcast or a study session, want to say thank you. In big caps, bold print, underline, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study podcast for listening, reading, and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. Please continue to share the message. I love what I do, and I love connecting with all of you, so mutual respect and much love. I would love to connect with all of you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on the article, at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter and comment there, at Still Study. Would love to connect with you, get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag. There's a new edition of the bag up today where I get your questions, comments, feedback on the show. You drive the content. It's a lot of fun for me. And I really don't have to do anything because you bring up the questions. It's your feedback that I highlight. So check it out. That episode's up today. If you want to be a part of it, all you have to do is write in and I'll get you on there. And then finally, please be reminded of the show that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called the Still City Insider Podcast. This past week, I recorded an edition with Still City Insider writer Matt Cecil. We talked about D-Line versus QB at pick 20. Matt and I had different points of view on what's going to happen, the arguments for each position. Check it out. Very interesting, a lot of fun. You don't want to miss it. It is linked in the show notes so let's jump into it again things have slowed down a bit in terms of news not a lot really transpiring probably the biggest news of this week is that the Steelers re-sign Carl Joseph former first round pick out of WVU sign him to a one year deal His position is strong safety, and some people might be forecasting or assuming that he was signed to be the starter because they have a need at that position, but that is not the case. Really, this is a nondescript signing. If anything, they're bringing him in to compete to see if he has anything left to be a depth piece, but he is not being brought in to be challenging for that starting spot and there is still a very real need at strong safety that was really the theme of the entire week that there is still a void at that position and the honey badger rumors continued what we did get this week was confirmation that Tyron Matthew did speak to Mike Tomlin in fact so we heard that out of the honey badger's mouth, does that mean that he's going to sign with the Steelers? No. But what it does mean, if he does sign, that's going to make the back end of that defense elite. That safety tandem becomes the best in the league with Matthew and Fitzpatrick. Is it going to happen? The probability of that is very, very low. That's a lot of money to have tied up in those two spots, especially with Fitzpatrick's contract upcoming. And it just doesn't seem likely. No movement at wide receiver yet either. The Steelers are in need of a veteran presence in that wide receiver room. They're probably going to draft two receivers in the upcoming draft, but they have no veteran presence to help stabilize that group and to provide leadership. So I would be surprised to not see a signing coming at that spot relatively soon. And again, as I mentioned before, strong safety still is open and Terrell Edmonds is still out there, though, as the days pass by. It seems unlikely that he is going to return. And then the only other news really from this week worth covering, and I really wouldn't call it news, but just the dates of OTAs and minicams were put out there. OTAs May 24th through the 26th, May 31st through June 2nd, June 6th through June 9th, and then mini camp itself June 14th through June 16th. So that's always a great time to see these new Steelers' faces in black and gold for the first time without pads. They're out in shells. But at least you get to see them doing football movements with the team. There's a lot of optimism and people say, oh, he looks like a natural athlete. Oh, he looks like he, he could be something special. And everybody gets all hyped up. So that's going to be a lot of fun. That will follow the draft, which again, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is only 26 days away. Something that I wanted to get into today were comments by Art Rooney II in which she acknowledged directly that the quarterback competition is open and that there will be a competition between Mitch Trubisky and Mason Rudolph for whom will be named the starter for the 2022 season. A lot of people are making the assumption that Trubisky is going to be the guy, being that he was signed this offseason to a two year deal, myself included. And there's a few ways we could look at these comments from AR2. Is this just lip service? Is he just saying that it's an open competition, knowing in his mind that Trubisky is the guy, at least for the interim? Because what would be the benefit of saying, yeah, it's Trubisky's job? Sure, you're going to give a vote of confidence to Trubisky that he doesn't feel like he has anyone looking over his shoulder but if he does that it's going to alienate Mason Rudolph but then you have to wonder if they really did feel that confident or invested in either of these two guys that they would come out and make a statement like that so if we take Rooney at face value for what he's saying here, that this is in fact an open competition, then it's going to make for one entertaining training camp. Because if Mason Rudolph believes that he does have an opportunity here to be named the starter... You would have to think if there is anything within his makeup, within his mindset that he could dig deeper and grab another gear and take it to another level that he's going to do just that. And in pressure situations, that's when you truly see who has that balance, who has that fortitude, that composure to perform, and if this is in fact the scenario that is the reality according to what AR2 is saying, then everything is being set up perfectly for Steelers Nation to see. Of these two gentlemen, Trubisky and Rudolph, who has what it takes to be the leader of this football team. Many people argue that Trubisky has more experience, which he does, 29-21 and 21 record. He started a lot of games. He didn't have great personnel around him. But you can make the argument that Mason Rudolph hasn't been given the full opportunity to, To display what he could do, to get in a rhythm, to get adjusted and accustomed to his teammates. And remember, the Steelers had a first round grade on him when they picked him in the third round back in, I believe it was the 2018 draft. So maybe all Rudolph needs is an opportunity to show what he is able to do. And at the end of the day it would seem that Trubisky is going to be the one who walks away with the starting spot but we don't know. It's still too early to tell. And maybe Mason proves everybody wrong. But there's another part of this statement that I want to address and There's a little bit of subtext here that maybe we're not picking up on. And that is, what does this comment mean for the upcoming NFL draft? So the one piece that we need to talk about here is, is there anything we can glean in regards to the Steelers' first round pick and whether or not they're going to take a quarterback because of, this comment from Art Rooney. If he's saying that there's going to be an open competition between Trubisky and Rudolph, does it mean that nobody else is going to be in the picture? Does it mean that they're assuming no one else will compete? Because if they draft a rookie while the Understanding would be they're going to wait for a period of time before they play. If it's truly going to be an open competition, then anybody who is on the roster will have a shot, hypothetically should have a shot at that starting job. So maybe we can read into that. Maybe we shouldn't. All signs point to them drafting a quarterback, but it is a bit interesting when you process Rooney's comments from that lens. So something to pay attention to, something to think about moving forward. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about on today's podcast is Mike Tomlin and his coaching legacy his perseverance and longevity at the position, he's got 15 years in as coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers entering year number 16. For comparative purposes, Bill Cower only coached 15 seasons. Only. Now, 15, 15 seasons is a lot, but Tomlin has already completed that, heads into 16th year. Chuck Knoll, coach for 23 years and Tomlin was asked earlier this week when he was at the NFL League meetings about how much longer he's going to coach and in typical Tomlin fashion he just said he's focused on 2022 so it got me thinking about coach Tomlin's legacy here in Pittsburgh and how much longer he'll truly be around there's no question that he's going to go down as one of the greats in Steelers history in terms of head coaches. More than likely, he's a Hall of Famer. He hasn't had a losing season. And while many people would say, well, 8-8 eight and eight is not exactly a winning season, it's not a bad season. A lot of people will point to the fact that he had Ben Roethlisberger on the ro- roster which made those eight and eight seasons possible. Yeah, okay, I could see that argument, but Tomlin's a motivator. He inspires teams, and he's put together some great coaching performances. Go back to the year when Ben was out for the entire season, and he made it work somehow with a very, very young Mason Rudolph and some guy named Duck Hodges. That was pretty spectacular what he was able to do in leading that team to an 8-8 record. And the same thing this past year. Nobody expected, after especially after those first few games, the team to make it to the postseason with a 9-7-1 and record, especially behind that horrific offensive line, and especially with all those problems on the interior defensive line and stopping the run. But he found a way to put it together. Adding personnel late in the season. So if we think about that for a second. Cowher, 15 years. Tomlin's currently at 15 years, heading into year 16. Chuck Knoll, 23 total years. So Tomlin's going to surpass Cowher. So he'll be year 16. So 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. A little math. He's got seven years ago to tie Knoll, and eight to surpass him in terms of time with the team. And that's the question I want to dig into. Does Tomlin exceed Knoll's 23 years with the Steelers? And how many years does he have left? So a lot can happen year to year. We've heard the rumblings that Tomlin's on the hot seat, but he continues to get extensions from the team. And if anything, his his coaching abilities are going to be tested with Ben Roethlisberger now not at the helm. And really, this is going to be a major test for Tomlin because this team is probably on the cusp of drafting their next quarterback. And this is going to be Tomlin's guy. The success of this franchise moving forward is really going to hinge on the decisions that are made in these next few years. Because if they can draft a quarterback who can come in and steady this team and help them continue to put together winning seasons, then it's just going to add to Tomlin's coaching reputation and legacy. How does he manage this team in the post-Ben Roethlisberger era? And this draft has a lot to do with that. Let's say that they do get a Malik Willis would say that he develops, he sits for a year, but then comes in and provides high-caliber quarterback play for years and years to come. I think it's going to be something along those lines that will make it somewhat possible, to make it somewhat of a likelihood, that Mike Tomlin sticks around. And why wouldn't he? This is a guy he will have drafted, who panned out, who was the player they anticipated him to be. And if it's an elite level quarterback that they have developed, and they can get 10, 12, 15 years out of him, Tomlin would be crazy to walk away. So I think if we want to discuss him meeting or exceeding the longevity of Chuck Noll, it's all going to hinge on Does he help this Steelers team find the next franchise quarterback? I think that's what keeps him here for the long haul. The opposite of that, I think, could shorten his duration as the Pittsburgh Steelers head coach. Let's say that it doesn't pan out. Let's say they do draft a guy and you get mixed results. You get some good seasons, some bad seasons. The clamoring continues. They're not winning playoff games. Maybe they're making the postseason, but it's one and done. That discussion of Tomlin being finished as the head coach, that he's on the hot seat, intensifies. Then maybe it's only a handful more seasons before He's finished. So, again, two different scenarios that are going to have a big impact on how the rest of his career plays out and how much longer he coaches. For me personally, I love Coach Tomlin. Sure, they haven't had a playoff victory in quite some time, but it is tremendously difficult to make the postseason. There are 32 NFL teams. It's a small percentage who make it. It's a small percentage who win those postseason games. It's a tiny percentage that advance in the postseason to the championship game, and it's only one team who can win the Super Bowl. The problem, if you want to call it a problem, or the the challenge in Pittsburgh is that the success of the teams in the 70s, the Super Bowl winning teams of 2005, 2008, and the Super Bowl appearance in 2010 has created an expectation amongst Steelers fans that they almost feel that it's their birthright, that they should be there every year. And there's almost a sense of entitlement within that because that's just not reality sure this is an organization of excellence and that's the standard every year but there are so many variables that come into play in terms of teams making the postseason and moving on in the postseason but every year everybody wanted to argue that Ben Roethlisberger made him competitive every year I could probably count on one hand how many people have said that Mike Tomlin has made them competitive every year. Leadership is critical. And while the quarterback, yes, they're the field general, they're the leader of that offense, and they serve as the leader of the team, your head coach, I would argue, has a greater impact in terms of direction and mindset of your overall group of players. So I don't think you can oversell Tomlin's influence and impact on the Steelers organization. How much longer do I see him coaching? Like I said, those two scenarios I pointed out, that's going to dictate it. I don't see him coaching for 23 years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. That would be impressive. I'd love for him to be around that long. But the fact that he's made it this far, and we know that head coaches have short shelf lives, I think if Tomlin coaches five more years, that's impressive. And I think that's probably more realistic. But here's the other thing to consider. He's a competitive dude. He's a proud dude. Let's say that he coaches five more years. That puts him at, let's see if we count year 16 and already be in the books, that puts him at 21. He might just say, why not? Why not go down as the longest tenured coach in Pittsburgh Steelers history? Now, if his heart's not in it, he'll be the first one to walk away, but this is one competitive dude. And just like Ben Roethlisberger, as it got toward the end of his tenure, just keep in mind that Mike Tomlin, who knows how much time he's got left as the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Enjoy him. Appreciate him. Because you'll miss him when he's gone, especially if the next person they hire isn't up to snuff. And here's what I'll say. For as much success as this team has had and not missing on a head coach, their last three head coaches, at some point in time, the bottom's got to drop out on this. So just take a moment to be appreciative of the leadership this team has at the head coaching position. And that's going to do it. Episode number 41 of the Still Study Podcast. My gratitude to you for joining me here today on this Saturday. I appreciate all of you. Love you guys very much. Please continue to read, listen, and share my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. Would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. Comment on the articles. Hit me up via email. TheStillStudy at gmail.com. Also give me a follow on Twitter. Let's connect there. At Still Study. And don't forget the podcast that I do at Wex over on his site. The Still City Insider. The podcast is the Still City Insider podcast. It is linked in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Give that a listen. and check out Jim's work. It's great. And then... As I put the teaser out there, have a very special guest coming up on the Still Study podcast, an early edition of that. It's coming week, probably midweek. I will be announcing that on Monday. Be on the lookout for a seventh straight day of study sessions t- tomorrow, Sunday, April 3rd. Steelers football seven days a week, no sleep. This will be 21 straight days, I believe, of study sessions record for the site. But just know that you are appreciated. I love yins, guys. And I will see you back here tomorrow for another study session here on The Still Study. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Peace.